They play to win the game. Welcome, Welcome to Sports Talk from L.A. to Chapel Hill. Another episode starting right now. Here are your hosts, Dan and Darren. I love that intro, Darren. Man, hey, he, he's right, man. You, you play to win the game. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> <laughs> what an intro, man. Um, well, I mean, as we, you know, start our show, we have a couple of new segments I think you're going to be happy about. Oh, okay. And, you know, we're going to start out, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to surprise you a little bit. Uh, Ohio Sports History every week here on uh, Sports Talk from L.A. to Chapel Hill. And I got two statistical questions for you for your Buckeyes. Uh, the first one may be obvious. The second one, you may have to think. But we'll start with the leading rusher in Ohio State history. So the most rushing yards. The most rushing yards. That has to be... Archie Griffin, I believe. Right? That is correct. With 5,589, J.K. Dobbins actually is second. Yeah, I was going to say, because I, I know J.K. Dobbins, I remember he had, uh, he had broke. Uh, yeah, I remember they, the game he uh, they, they announced there, like, oh, he's uh, he's second on the all-time list. And I was thinking, I was like, wait a minute. Archie Griffin still has that record, man. Like, nobody ever touched that guy. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. It's not even close. Like, it's still got... You know, that guy was past 5,000 yards. This guy is still, you know, and Dobbins, even Ezekiel. Like, I think Ezekiel was on that. He was, like, third or something. Correct. He was. And, you know, he only had, what, two years? Or I don't know if he was utilized. It says 2013 and 2015. But, I mean, that year when they won the title, I mean, he had close to 2,000, I would think, rushing yards. Yeah, so they had had probably the best. He, He probably had, honestly one of the best single seasons I feel like like that that year you know especially winning a championship and running on Alabama you know for all those yards so I think you're right I think if they utilize him better and if he would have played longer he he might have you know probably touched that record or got close to it another thing I look at here um Braxton Miller number seven ahead of Carlos Hyde I remember Carlos Hyde being really good Carlos Hyde's number 10 it's crazy yeah Braxton Miller man that guy was man that that might have been one of the best athletes I've ever seen. Like, yeah. like, and that's saying a lot. Like, especially coming out of like Ohio State, that guy, he had an arm too. That's the thing. The guy could throw. Like, he had like a deep, deep pass, like a deep arm, and the guy could run and make you miss. I remember that Penn State game. You know, where he you know he juked out the guy in the, in the red uh, zone at the goal line. Yeah, I remember that. That was yeah, that was one of the few plays I remember. I was like 2011, right when they were undefeated. <laughs> I'm like, geez, dude, this guy is, man. Like, every time, it seems like they always, Ohio State always had those elusive, you know, quarterbacks, man, that, that, you know, and then, you know, you remember Braxton with the, you know, kind of the Hail Mary pass at the end, you know, the beat Oh, uh, yeah, they beat, yeah, what's good, they beat Russell Wilson, yep. Yeah, I was like, man, that guy, that guy, um, I wish he would have panned out, man, more, you know, I, I really liked him, I, you know, I had a chance to meet him, too, he's a real nice guy. I remember you had the picture with him, I was like, oh, oh crazy. <laughs> um all right so let's i'll go to this this one's a little tougher um not that you know i'm not giving you credit but uh so the most passing yards in ohio state history 
um, man, this is tough. Uh, I'm trying to think who would be. Man, I don't. If I were to, if I were to guess, the I mean, before he got hurt, I mean, I feel like JT Barrett is probably the most consistent QB we've had. I, I ding, like ding, I, ding, 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 JT Barrett. Yeah, I was gonna say because I, I don't, I don't think anybody else. I mean, he had. I remember he was up for. Um, we we were talking as uh, you know that year they won championship. I know he got injured, but we we're like, you know what, this is. This is this is our Heisman Trophy guy. Like this guy is putting up good numbers. Yeah, and I'm, he was consistently doing that. He kind of got, kind of got like ignored after that, you know, Virginia, that Virginia Tech loss. Um, you know, and then he he put Ohio State in position to to you know to get to the playoffs, you know, and get to that championship. So I just remember him having some some really good seasons. Like I'm like this guy is consistent, man. And um, I don't know, was that were those the years we had we had like an undefeated season but it didn't count or something like that too i know we it says 2014 and 2017 i know 2012 I, and i said 2011 before 2012 was when you had the undefeated that was urban's first year yeah that's right i remember that yeah we were we were uh we were undefeated and it, it didn't even and matter that, and that's when he started um yeah your boy um braxton miller and then you know urban made the change and moved him to receiver right and yeah, I remember him having a really good play against Virginia Tech. The game they lost by a bunch. He made like a spin move, and that was like one of the best plays of the year in a loss. But oh, I thought, I thought, I thought we, I think, the, I thought that was the game we won. Actually, I thought we, we, I think that was the revenge. What I thought we won that game. Did we oh, play? I'm thinking. Okay, so let me see. That yeah, you're right because I remember it was against Virginia Tech, but it might have been a different year. Got it. Because um, I, I think I almost feel like. That was a revenge game to to beat them. I feel like because I feel like we lost, or was that before? Did we win before it? We beat Virginia Tech and then lost to them. Like after that, I can't remember. I remember we we put up a lot of points on that team. It was it was, it was at Virginia Tech, and and Braxton Miller was just running wild. Um, I'm sure, yeah, I do. I can't remember. I'm I'm kind of mixing those up too. Um, yeah, I think uh, honestly, I feel like that was. That was after we won the championship. I think we lost in 2014 to them. And then the following year, after we won the championship, I think Baxter Miller might have done that after, I think, that spin move against Virginia Tech. I feel like that was after we lost to them. Okay. So. Yeah, because I don't. Yeah, I don't see a catch in that game. And I, you know, 2014, JT Barrett, man, that was nine for nine for 29. One touchdowns and three interceptions against Virginia Tech. That's Man. that was crazy. Um, and then I see it's weird because I I don't remember him, but Michael Thomas, who's on the Saints now, um, he's yeah. kind of forgotten. Like I never, I couldn't remember he was on Ohio State. You know, it's kind of weird. Yeah, because you, when you look at his stats, what he's doing right now, dude, he's he's killing it in New yeah. Orleans. Like, it's like, dude, like sometimes I forget we had that guy too. I'm like, Jesus, like. Like that guy was, you know, he's putting up good numbers every 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 season. And Drew Brees is relying on that guy. Oh yeah, no, I I agree. But all right, well, we all learned something. Ohio sports history, gotta love it. And week to week, we will be stumping the king of um, Ohio sports history, 
yours truly, Darren. So I'll, I'll keep you on your toes, sir, for the you know remainder of our shows. But uh, for your you know your takes on yesterday, I have a couple games that I watched that I was impressed. Finally, you know we're three four months into the well three months into the season. Uh, what did you like for what you saw yesterday? Um, from you saw what you from the uh. Uh, college football perspective yes, yes sir um well i um i didn't get a chance to watch the the full high state game but I, I i did catch that game with against michigan state and i enjoyed seeing ohio state's defense man that was uh that was special um i you know and i remember we were talking like you know michigan state had just beaten northwestern and um you know so i was like you know you can never take michigan state lightly because you know those guys always have they have a way of somehow upsetting Ohio State, you know, <laughs> throughout the history. Like, you know, they had those games. So, you know, it was very, uh, it was very impressive, man. And um, I, I checked out a couple uh, other games, um, I, the LSU Alabama game. Um, what else was I think it was the? I took a peek at was the TCU upsetting Oklahoma State. Yeah, T- Oklahoma State every year they start out like strong. It seems like, and like Dennis Green used to say, you know, they are who we thought they were. You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm just like, yo, that was that was. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, you know, that that shouldn't have happened. Like, you know, if you, Oklahoma State wants people to take them serious, they gotta win these games. Um, yeah. Texas A&M, you know, everybody praises them, say they're a really good team. They they beat Auburn. By like eleven points, um, and then there was uh, another interesting game. I think it was Indiana beating Wisconsin, and I, yes. I, Indiana doesn't even have you know they, they lost their quarterback. I know, um, yeah. you know. So I, I thought that was an impressive win. Honestly, at Wisconsin, that was an impressive win. It shows how good their defense is. You know, their their team overall, and not that they don't need that quarterback, uh, Penix, who was hurt. But I, I really like Indiana. It's a shame they had to play Ohio State because I feel yeah. like they would be in the playoff, you know? They they definitely would be in the playoffs. And honestly, you know, they, they even, you know, they, they fought they put up a good fight against us. I think now people are starting to realize, okay, Indiana's Indiana's for real. Like they're they're serious. So yeah. um, you know, I I like I like the games I've seen. I say Florida, Florida beating Tennessee, you know, um, you know, that that was you know, it was an okay effort, I guess. Thirty-one uh, nineteen. I mean, it was you know, it was a close game, but you know, and then I think Notre Dame was losing to Syracuse early on, and then they pulled it out, and you know, won by double digits. So, I think yesterday was a test for a lot of teams. You know, and um, as we approach, you know, toward the end of the season, I think a lot of these teams are, you know, oh, I think Oregon lost yesterday to Cal. <laughs> yes, that's what I woke up to, and like I said, I know. Historically, you know, every week you would say they're fast. No, I keep telling you they suck. They're not good. Um, <laughs> and this is their quarterback. They just don't have the skilled players this year. And, you know, Cal had some bad luck. They should have beat Stanford the week before. Um, so yeah. back-to-back weeks, Oregon loses to a winless Oregon State and a winless Cal team. So I don't want to talk about Oregon anymore. <laughs> they, <laughs> they, they suck. <laughs> um, and Texas, there's... They're saying that Mario Cristobal, who's the coach for Oregon, he was an offensive lineman at Miami when they were the U in the early 90s with Jimmy Johnson. Um, they're talking about him being a candidate for Texas. Uh, no. <laughs> uh, you, They lost like 
twice last year with with Herbert, who's supposed to be great. I mean, he's had good NFL numbers so far, but you know they won the Rose Bowl against a three-loss Wisconsin team, and they've lost twice this year to awful teams. So I don't want him as a coach. He he needs to work on you know taking care of his program. He doesn't deserve a job at Texas. So um, some things that I looked at, you know, we talked about Rice and Marshall. Uh, Rice was a 24-point underdog. Man, so if you were betting on Rice yesterday, you, you're retiring from your job. I mean, you're, you're, you're good for the rest of your life. <laughs> yeah. um, they shut out Marshall, who I really liked as a, you know, group of five team. Um, and the game I watched that I was most impressed, probably the best game I saw this year, was BYU and Coastal Carolina. Um, you know, we kept talking, you know, oh, BYU is 8-0, but who have they played? You know, UC, UT Arlington and um, <laughs> South Alabama. I mean, that that's not good enough, and they got tested and they lost. You know, I know they, they traveled to Coastal Carolina, and really they only had two days to prepare because that game was finalized on Thursday this week. So right. that's, that's hard, but, you know, Coastal Carolina was up for it, and their defense was really good. They they called them the Black Swarm defense. They wore the black uniforms. They were pumped up. And I showed you that, you know, video where the defensive line was all over the quarterback. They just, you know, yeah, it just reminded me of, like, you know, back in the day when they, you know, Catholics versus the convicts, you know. Notre Dame was the, you know, exemplary program, and they're not dirty, you know, kind of like BYU, you know, the Mormons, clean look, and Coastal Carolina has nothing to lose, and they they played tough, and they they hit late, and man, I really liked it, and I don't know if you've ever seen Coastal Carolina play this year, but I'd recommend it, they're they're a very good team to, to watch. Well, you know what? I'm I'm you you put them you put me on notice, and I'm definitely gonna check out some games because I um I was looking at the highlights as, as as you were speaking. I was like, wow, they they their defense, man. <clears throat> you know, BYU's putting up they were putting up a lot of points, mm-hmm. um, and you know, to be held to 17 points, that's that's impressive. I always feel like those games are especially those road games, man. I feel like those road games that are you know those teams that are ranked, you know, they have something to prove, man. Like you said, and um, you, you brought up the history of that you know. BYU beating that you know prestigious you know you know program you know and, and their their demeanor yeah mm-hmm. it was it was it was due, they were due for an upset like you said they finally placed mighty good and um, I'm definitely gonna be looking at them this year and I think another game I I uh, I know people are forgetting about Pac-12 you know but Stanford you know yeah Stanford beating uh, a ranked Washington team I thought that was you know Stanford is known for doing that man it seems that they always they beat a, a, you know one or two ranked teams in there so. No, yeah. Well, I mean, the last couple of years, no, I, I, they've kind of fallen a little bit. But, yeah, no, I agree. I mean, they're always going to bring, you know, that tough mentality running on you. And it just they haven't had a good quarterback, you know, since. Well, I think Luck was the best. But they also had oh, Kevin Hogan. That was when um, McCaffrey was there. So they were, you know, good in the mid-2010s. But I you know, I feel like the last three or four years they haven't been what we thought. But you know, I wanted to bring up um, the Pac-12 coaches right now, and I think you know I'm we're we're talking about diversity and underrepresentation of gender and and minorities in sports. You know, David Shaw, um, Herm Edwards, Kevin Sumlin for Arizona. Um, 
and I think the the current head coach for the 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 Buffs. Um, let me see, see Buffs. I mean, total. I think there's five out of the twelve coaches in the Pac-12 are black, which is great. Yeah, that's almost half. That's like triple the numbers of any coaching um, division in any sort of governing body of sports, which I think is great. Right. Um, and I, you know, Mel Tucker, he was at Colorado last year. He's now at Michigan State. So I'm. I know they showed a coach last year. Uh, oh, last night. Excuse me. <laughs> That's okay. No, it's okay. Okay, no. So Carl Durrell. Um, I mean, I, okay. He he coached for UCLA, like when Leinern and Bush were there. Um, I guess he took over for Mel Tucker. So Colorado coach, you know, went from a black head coach to another black head, which is great. You know, they're all everyone. I feel like you know. I hate to say, you shouldn't really look at color, but I'm sorry, man. Like NFL and um, you know college basketball, pro basketball, there's just a underrepresented number of minority coaches. There needs to be more. Yeah, it's slowly, you know, Pac-12 is, you know, they're doing they're doing their job, man. They're they're ahead of the curve here. They're you know they're leading by great example, and I think all the conferences need to need to take a look at that, and you know. You know, follow suit with that, and man, I love Herm Edwards, man. Like that, that guy is, uh, that guy is so inspirational, man. Like I, I just love every time he talks. I just, I'm just like, man, whatever he has to say, man, I'm just like, man, I'm ready to jump in there and get on the field with him, <laughs> you know. But, um, but no, I, you're right, man. I, I think they definitely need to, uh, we need to push for more diversity. It needs to be, you know, and I, and I see that even with announcing. You know, I'm not sure how you feel about this, but like. You know, they're, they're, you know, I'm, I'm noticing more, like women, you know, um, announcing sp- like sports. I think even the uh, Alabama game. I think they had a they had a, a woman come in and announce like a, like like a little bit part of the game. Like, yeah, because the- they're. I, mean, I saw that that the um, those guys had their mics off, and she was. I mean, she's a um, sideline report- reporter, but she did. You know, she did a good job filling in while she did it, and. I don't care who you are, man, woman, like, as long as you don't take yourself too seriously and think people are actually tuning in for you, I don't care about that, you know, like, just do your job, don't think that these these personas, these guys are so serious, they go all in on their name, and, you know, I wanted to add too, okay, so Jimmy Lake, he um, is now, he took over the job at Washington, because Chris Peterson retired, um, so he's another, so, you know, Washington and, and Stanford, you know, um, both coaches are, are black. So that's great, you know, um, especially those schools, I think. But they're, you know, those those states, those institutions are primarily progressive. So you'd like to see that more in the SEC, more black head coaches. But Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, man. I, I agree with you 100% on that. All right. Well, um, really nothing has changed. So, you know. I feel like we have less than a month for the semifinals of the college football playoff. And, you know, of course, you know, the the Rose Bowl is being used as one of the games. So Indiana won't be able to play in the Rose Bowl. They should, of course, out of all the years, you know. Of course, yeah. Um, you know, last year you get a three-loss Wisconsin team against a, a crappy Oregon team. Who cares? That game was terrible. Who cares if you're the, the Rose Bowl champion? You both had multiple losses, but... Um, 
it's just it's just not doesn't seem like the season's over you know some teams I mean Ohio State only has played five games and here we are like I said less than less than a month away um how yeah. do you how do you feel like the the top four will pan out like who do you really who do you have in your top four right now um Alabama Alabama won um I still think Clemson's set uh, still better than Notre Dame so I have them too I feel like we're third best team. I, I, I just feel like we're third best team. And then I, I put Notre Dame, you know, in, in, in fourth. I, I just say that because I'm just like, you know, Clint, you know, Notre Dame beat Clemson without, you know, <laughs> that, that's not the same, beating them without Trevor Lawrence. So, I mean, it's still a good they got the win, you know, but I just think that our body of work is just better. And we played – our, yeah, our closest game was against, you know, Indiana. But guess what? Indiana's a good team. I think people are realizing, like, hey, they're a legit team, even without a, their quarterback. Like, they have a good team, you know. Um, so I don't look at that that close win as the same as I did before. I'm like, okay, I was a little worried about that. I'm like, you know what? I need to take Indiana serious. Like, they're, they're a legit team. So, and then yesterday, Ohio State proved that they can, they can play defense and, and buckle down you know, and, and win on their defense. So I, I just firmly believe, like, I don't care if we end up playing, like, you know, a certain amount of games. I, I hope they don't shut us out for the playoffs. That's, I guess that's my only fear. I'm hoping no more no more games get canceled, you know. So um, I think we missed our game against Maryland, you know, and, and you know, um, so, I, I mean, I don't know. I guess, I, I guess I'm, I'm kind of like, I don't know what's going to happen. You know, I'm just kind of like, this is, is unknown this year. So... But yeah, that's that's what I have this out for. Yeah, I, I again, I'm not. And Trevor Lawrence seems to be regressing. Um, I, I don't like Clemson in there. I think they already lost, and I feel like you know it's it would be tough to beat them twice. It's a lot to ask for Notre Dame or anyone. Yeah. It's not really unfair to ask you know to to beat someone like that twice in a year. So, you know, I definitely have Alabama. I know it, up and down with Notre Dame, but. What they did against North Carolina really impressed me because North Carolina, you know, has the best offense in that conference, and they shut them out in the second half. So I think if Notre Dame wants to be up for a game, I think you can overlook the the first half performance against Syracuse. I mean, you go in and play a one in nine team, you're not going to be as pumped, you know. Yeah. Um, but if you have any other team going against you and say, "Oh, well, they could give them a test," of course Notre Dame will rise. So. I like them if everyone's healthy, no COVID problems, um, as the number two. I like Ohio State number three, just because they've only played five games. Obviously, if you know they played seven or eight, and they they played another, I don't know who else is ranked in the the Big Ten. Really, I mean, if they played Northwestern and crushed them, or or Wisconsin. Um, in another ranked team, then I would rank them maybe a little higher. And four is going to be tough because I think it's unfair that Florida, I mean, Florida had their chance. They lost to Texas A&M. But if they play Alabama and lose, I don't think Texas A&M should be in the top four. I mean, they didn't even play for the championship game. That's unfair. That's why I hate the SEC championship game because these teams, they have, you know, they're undefeated or they have one loss. And they have a team who, you know, not good enough to get in, not even good enough to to win their division in the conference. 
and they squeak in. So that the number four is tough for me. I definitely have a you know definitive top three. So four is kind of tough for me at, at this point. Um. All right. Well, let's go. Let's I, think, I think I think Ohio State. Um, they they have to play. They can't have a third canceled game because that will make them ineligible for the Big Ten championship. So yeah. they need to play like Michigan. They have to play Michigan. Um, if not, then um, basically the Buckeyes will need to find an opponent, you know, or or change the conference rules if they you know if they want to play in the Big Ten title game. So. Like I said, there's a lot of unknown factors coming up. You know, we don't know if Michigan's going to cancel their game. You know, we don't know what's going to happen. So, and I think it's best for the the Big Ten to just modify that rule and get your best uh, team in the into the uh, you know college football playoff. I think that would be stupid. I mean, you're, they're really governing themselves. So they can change rules at any point. Right. But but good good um, point about Michigan. I feel like if they crush Michigan, hey, number one in the country. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. It's funny because everybody's partial Michigan right now. <laughs> you got my vote. Yeah, you're funny, man. Uh, um, all right, well, let's let's transition to NFL. Um, I yeah, know locally, yeah. locally, they're putting uh, the Browns and Titans on here down south, so you guys are getting some national recognition. Um, what are you looking for in that game? Yeah, you're lucky. I, I still got to watch on the NFL link because otherwise I'll get – probably silly game like the Rams or something so uh, <laughs> well that would you know. be a good game I mean Cardinals and Rams yeah oh yeah actually you're right that, that would be a good game actually and it's um, good good for the Seahawks they they beat up on one another and the Seahawks got to play the Giants oh great yeah all right hey I, I, did I read something right they said that the Giants are are uh I don't know if that if I if that was an error but like they're nowhere near sniffing the playoffs right no I feel like they're all close like <laughs> they're all bad but like it said giants like playoff picture or something they said yeah i'm like wait what <laughs> yeah no i feel like everyone in that division is still close because they just keep losing so that's crazy man it's like it, it made me realize the the browns like they're on the brown schedule i'm like damn man like these aren't gonna be easy games man these teams are playing for something you know and i'm looking at today's game to me this is a big test this is a good for Ohio, for for Cleveland Browns, this is, to me, this is a. I'm putting this as a must win for us because, I feel like if you want to be taken serious, I mean, you you beat the Colts. That's probably the best team you've beaten, you know. Um, and you've lost to you know, you know, winning teams. You've lost to teams like the Steelers and the Ravens, you know. And earlier uh, we had a dud against the you know the uh, the Raiders, but I think I feel like now if we want people to take us serious. The quarterback Baker Mayfield needs to get the job done. You know, I know we're gonna run, we're gonna run the ball all day, but he needs to make the right throws and do not miss any targets. Because the main thing that people are looking at right now is Tannehill versus Baker Mayfield, and everyone's jumping on Tannehill's, you know, jock right now. Like, oh, he's a better quarterback. You know, he's gonna make a better decision. So, you know, if I'm Baker, man, I'm like, you know what, man, I'm gonna show you guys. Hey, I can be a good quarterback. You know, I can get the job done. So I want to see that today. I want to see Baker Mayfield put this team on his back and get a win, you know. And yeah. the Bengals, the Bengals beat him, you know. <laughs> so, so I mean, you know, the Bengals beat him. I think it was like thirty-one twenty or something like that. It was an upset. So, you know, I, I don't want to hear it, man. I want to win. Like I, I'm tired of like I want to beat good teams. That's what I want to see. Yeah, good point. I mean, 
he's been relying on that running game and defense for the last couple of weeks and in, you know, games that they should have won by more, they eked him out. And I know, you know, a win's a win, but you can't keep surviving like that in the NFL. So hopefully they, they show up and, um, you know, the Browns are healthy, get Miles Garrett back, right? Yes, thank God. Oh, my gosh. I, I was so happy to hear that news. <laughs> yeah, so you guys, I think, I kind of like you guys in this game. Um because the Titans have been hot, but their defense is not as good as yours when you're full strength. So, yeah, no, I, you know what, man, you bring up a good point. Like you said, like that's the one thing I'm like, you know what, that's the one factor. Because I feel like if we if we could if we could slow down Henry, you know, he, there's been games where people have stopped him and slowed him down. You know, Steelers minimized. I don't know if Steelers defense is great, but like they minimized him. He didn't do it. He didn't do much against them. So yeah. I feel like if we can if we could you know slow him down and. And then counter with our running game, you know, we got two awesome running backs. Like, you know, I think we're going to end up playing the same type of game, but it'll, it might come to who can make the very few throws and which defense can step up, like you said. So, you know, I, I like today's game, man. I'm, I'm, I'm excited to watch it, and I want to see how the rounds do. Um, as far as all the other games, like you said, Arizona Car- uh, and the Cardinals uh, and, and the Rams. Uh, I think uh, – was there any other – you know what, a team – New Orleans in in in, the, in um, Atlanta, that's a trap game, man. Like the Falcons are scary. Like they were probably like the best four and seven team I've ever seen. <laughs> like those yeah. guys, those guys can put up forty points on anybody, man. Like when they what they did to the Raiders last game, that was scary, man. The Raiders are are trying to get into the playoffs, you know. And I I'd be nervous to play Atlanta, man. Honestly, that's the one team I wouldn't want to play right now. Yeah, and that's what I was waiting on. I mean, the Saints played them a couple of weeks ago with with um, the backup um, when Drew Brees got hurt, and then the Saints still won. And I was shocked. You know, I was like, "Where's this Atlanta team?" And of course, they beat the Raiders because the Raiders are never consistent. They're kind of like plagued, like the Browns are for some whatever reason. They're snake bitten. You know, they can never consistently put it together and, and win. Um, and I don't, I, I don't know. Derek Carr to me is not he should be better than he is you know as quarterback for the Raiders uh but it would be nice to have the Rams lose today to make them seven and five and kind of get beaten up and give you know Seattle you know two game lead at least going in facing that week schedule that they have upcoming so but yeah, Seattle's getting in man I, I just see it. Russell Wilson they're, they're gonna get in you know they're, they're, gonna, they're gonna win that division and get the playoffs for sure well, like I said, I mean, it sucks because when Seattle gets home field advantage for the playoffs, that's helpful. But this year, I feel like it doesn't matter. You know, really nothing else besides your game. I feel like your game's the best game of the day. Yeah, I think you're right, man. I didn't see any other, um, I didn't see any other games on the schedule that were really eye popping to me. Um, yeah, New, yeah, yeah, none of these games were good. Like New England, and yeah, I mean that. It, at this point, it's like New England is just trying to still get in the playoffs and um, the Packers. And, yeah, yeah, you're right. There's no good games on today except the Browse game. Uh, how, how crazy is that? We, we, we're we recognized. They, they need to put that on, uh, just have that game playing everywhere today, I guess. <laughs> no, no, I agree. And I like watching the Titans. The Titans and Colts was a good matchup. Those two games this year. And, like I said, I'm ready for the Browns. And I'm ready for Baker Mayfield. I want to see, you know, what Baker Mayfield has. This is his third year, right? Third year, man. Yep, exactly. And you know, he, you know, he he needs to be better. Period. Like we, we have the worst 
he has like the worst stats for like a winning team at uh, the quarterback this year. And what I like, what I like, I said, I like about him that he's not throwing, he's not turning the ball over. Yeah. But, but you know, I think I think he, he'll figure it out, man. Like I, he'll figure it out. I think you know he won't miss these wide open receivers in the end zone and and, and do all that stuff. So he'll, he'll figure it out. Um, Baker's Baker may feel like I said he's one of those players. I feel like when you're getting in his ear and he's on the media and Stephen A. Smith's yelling, uh. Hulu live sports. That's all he does. You know, like, <laughs> Baker watches his stuff, man. You know what I mean? Like, he, he, he gets motivated. He gets pumped up for these games. So, you know, I'm, I'm excited to see what he does today. Yeah, and if all his fails, just hand it off to Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. It, it, exactly. It's like, at the end of the day, you got you got two running backs that you can rely on. That's why I say that's why the Browns, that's why they are as good as they are right now. You know what I mean? They have those two those two players they can rely on. And, and, and when Chubb's out, is the it's like they it forces Baker to do more, but I think Chubb man Chubb is just like the he's the he's a catalyst of that team man like you know we go as far as he goes and you know you can tell when that guy's on the field everybody's so pumped up to play like they're you know what I mean so Nick Chubb is like that silent killer man you know <laughs> yeah you know, no I, I, I like that man he's, he, he's like he doesn't talk much man but he's just like. You know, he just seems like somebody that you, you just want to play for and be around, you know, so. Yeah, I like players like that. And I'm, I'm looking after 115 carries, he has a 6.3 average. I mean, that's that's really, really good. That's got to be tops in the NFL. Well, you know what's crazy? Like, the I think the stats came up for the top, the top I think, five or six running backs or something like that. I think he was, like, seventh on the list, and he missed four games. You know, like, that's, that's crazy because he was a leading rusher. You know, before he went down, you know, and the guy missed, he missed four games, you know, and he's still seventh on there. So that's, that should be telling you a lot right there, you know. Um, and I'll never forget, man, him, you know, in that Houston game where he, he breaks it at the end of the, you know, long run and could have went in the end zone and just went out of bounds, you know. Yeah, and I was, it was funny. I was thinking about you because, of course, everyone posted about that. It's never never positive for the Browns from uh, yeah. national media. It's like, oh, uh, no, I was just going to say, um, you know, from a national media standpoint, you know, it wasn't that Chubb sealed, sealed the win with his run, but he cost betters <laughs> tens of thousands of dollars, <laughs> you know. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, it didn't really make sense, honestly. He went out of bounds, which, you know, if he would have stayed in and just collapsed at the one, that would have been better. Yeah, that's what I was, that's yeah. what I was, I, I I mean, he said that Baker Mayfield told him, I, I don't know, it was a weird situation. Like, I, I, I'm i with you. I would have done the same thing, just kind of, I mean, you get worried. I mean, I think maybe he gets worried that somebody comes and instead of tapping him on the ground, they, they, they jump on him or something like that and, you know, get him hurt, you know. I, I I think maybe all that came in factor, you know, because you don't know what these guys are in when their heads what they're gonna do, you know, you know there's some dirty players out there, so you don't know if anybody's gonna come and, you know, which could be an easy just tap while he's on the ground, but you know jump on him or you you, you know what I mean like you yeah. see where like that NFL and I'm just like I don't I don't want to see that happen, so I think I was kind of like it's okay, yeah, go out of bounds, you know, like you're gonna win the game, like all you gotta do is just clock it, you're gonna win the game, so. Um, Either way, I didn't see anything that could have went wrong, but I also remember the Browns playing New England Patriots in 2013. You know, the Browns are up by two scores, you know, and Tom Brady, you know, throws a touchdown pass, and they have to get an onside kick, 
and score a touchdown, which they did, and got a two-point conversion. Of course. So, you know, I think the Browns are kind of like, yeah, we don't want to repeat any type of history, so we're just going to end this game now. So I, I totally get that, what they did. Yeah, no. I, I You know, that's that was a smart play. But, um, you know, also wanted to add here, you know, college basketball starting, I, I can't understand why they would even start it without a bubble. It's crazy. But, um did you watch any games this past week? I know a lot of good, you know, uh, tournament games, you know, Jimmy V Classic, Maui Invitational. Did you watch any of them? No, man. I see. I'm, I'm, I'm behind on uh, basketball. I haven't been able to see um, many games, or actually any games this year. I just kind of, I'll peek and look at HPN and look at um, highlights and stuff, but um, I haven't watched this year. Actually, I don't even know how... Um, Ohio State or any of those teams are doing. Um, I think I think you yeah I think you did tell me Ohio State was ranked like twenty third or something like that. But yeah, I saw the Big Ten. They got Ohio or Iowa's like third. The Spartans are eighth. Rutgers is twenty fourth. Ohio State's twenty third. Oh yeah, Illinois is fifth, and Wisconsin's fourth. So yeah, that conference is obviously pretty dangerous. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but um, you know, one team I think they got was. Um, Baylor, you know, I think Baylor, they were like number one in the country. And of course, you know, when a team like that wins, there's a a century, you know, we haven't had a pandemic like this in over a century. And of course, you know, Baylor gets screwed. But um, they're number two now, and they, they really, they crushed Illinois um, this past okay. week. So I think Baylor's for real, like the Big 12. Well, I don't think Kansas is not good this year. They've already lost, and they barely beat north dakota state last night so kansas is usually the favorite in that conference but i feel like baylor's gonna win it again this year oh so baylor so baylor's or um kansas probably, that's probably down here huh for them huh yeah are, yeah it's yeah. too early to tell because you know you want to be stronger in march compared to you know november and december i, I could care less if you lose a couple games in the beginning but you can kind of tell if you can't hang with you know, smaller programs. And I know, of course, Texas is playing Villanova. Villanova's going to Austin today at 1 o'clock. And it's like, oh, well, I'll put that on record because, you know, it's NFL Sunday. How dare you guys, you know? Yeah, I know. I saw that. Yeah. You know, Villanova, honestly, Villanova, I think they lost already, but they're one of those teams where, I don't know, man, it's something about just the history of Villanova. You're like, you never cop them out. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, they'll, they'll, somehow they'll find a way to be in it at the end of the game, end of the season. And, Make a run and win a play, you know, win the championship. You know, that seems what that seems to be what they do. So, um, and Jay Wright, he's he's one of only a few. Like I know he was hired way back in the day. He's getting he's in his fifties now, but he was hired in his thirties. He's been there for at least twenty years, yeah. and for like nine years, they didn't really do much. And then you know, two thousand nine, they made the Final Four, or the yeah. the Elite Eight at least. Um, and then they, all of a sudden they just win two championships in three years. It's crazy, man. Yeah, it's like, jeez, man. It's like they just keep getting, they keep getting, getting awarded, man. You know, and like I said, you never know what's gonna happen with these programs. You get the right coach in there, you know, get these players pumped up, get them, get them ready to play for their coach, and you know, a lot can happen. So, you yeah. know, I'll definitely uh, get back into uh, basketball. It's just you know, I got the finals coming up, so I'm just trying to get through this next week, and oh, yeah. you know. And winter breaks coming up, so but definitely, man, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing the games today and uh, seeing how things pan out. Yeah, well, if there's any closing remarks, but I'm, you know, I think I'm satisfied with what we talked about. Like I said, college football to me is always open ended because 
I feel like there's a lot more that we're going to have to talk about in the next month. And, you know, we went from the BCS to the college football playoff, but I feel like there's still not a good judgment or system to pick these teams to play for the national championship. So I don't know. It's just always uh, chaos, but you know, it's good. You always want to talk about it and always, you know, look to improve every year. So hopefully, you know, maybe they extend it to six or eight, who knows? Yeah. Like you said, it feels like somebody's always going to get left out. You're right. It just, it feels like every year, you know, um, you know, and it, it, it sucks, you know, it, you don't want to see that. You, you hate to see that, but, you're right. There, there needs to be a different system, man. You know, I mean, should we let more teams in? You know, should it be top eight? You know, it, it's 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 crazy. But and I'd say when you let when you when you let eight in, maybe you see a team like Cincinnati or you know one of the, you know some of those teams kind of squeak in there and see what they do. Yeah. So because I mean Cincinnati, man, they're, they're playing pretty good this year. So you know they they've been getting better and better. I've uh, noticed over the last couple of years, so we'll, you know we'll see how we'll see how things go. That's another team. I feel like they should have taken that game against Coastal Carolina. Yeah, you know that would have been a really good matchup, and that you know, obviously whoever is the best group of five team will play in a whatever they call it these corporate names New Year's New Year's Six Bowl whatever they call it. <laughs> uh, I'm so sick. Like oh, Power Five, Group of Five. It's just like stop, stop trying to. I can't stand these guys, man. It's like, oh, I'm going to trademark that. Up. Here's a couple million dollars. I'm rich. Yeah. <laughs> Group of five. That's catchy, isn't it? Uh, the, the, uh, the <laughs> Wells Fargo. <laughs> yeah. Dude, that's why I hate, that's why I hate USC now. Cause like I, I told, you know, like, you, you know how long I've liked USC, you know, since Carson Palmer and just did a deal with all the, awful football last you know since Pete Carroll left but you know that that school has billions of dollars and the LA Coliseum is this historic venue and why would you want to put American Airlines Field at the LA Coliseum just just for 20 million dollars you're going to sell the history for 20 million what is 20 million to USC right I'm so sick of that and they're a private school I just exactly I've I've got a lot of Got a lot of friends, man, that's going to those schools, and man, I'm like, man, these schools are USC is expensive school, man. Um, you know, great campus. You know, I, you know, I've, I've, I've hung out there, you know, quite a few times, and it's like, man, it's like you said, the tradition, the history of this school, man, is, is, you know, the Coliseum. Like, you know, I had a chance to even go to a game. You know, I had to actually, I, you know, I, I, I you know, I couldn't come in there and say I'm a Ohio State fan. You know, I said, like, hey, I'm a USC guy today. You know? Yeah, that's I'm weird a- for you, I know. Yeah, no, it was it was because honestly, man, you you kind of got me into. It. I'm like, I want to experience what it's like to, you know, to to be at a USC game. And yeah, thanks to my friend, I'm an, I'm I'm an expert. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was amazing, man. I loved it. I I enjoyed it. Like the just the, you know, and it was funny because I was walking around campus, like you know, I was kind I was just kind of like hanging out in the library area, like the rec center. They have a theater there. You yeah. know, and people were like, "Oh, you know, I, uh, what's your name? You know, you're a student here." You know. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, man! Yeah, I met I met I met a few uh, photographers and you know videographers and filmmakers there, and you know it's it's a good program, man. They got they got good technology there. You know, they got they got the best of the best. So, you know, I definitely recommend you know anybody who wants to visit that campus, great campus. Just just be careful on the outside of the campus, like. 
they still they still they still gotta they you know they they increase the security at USC because a lot of those you know international students come in and don't realize the area that they're in. You know you need to stay on campus like you can't be hanging out late. You know outside that campus because it's, it's it's pretty rough over there. So I hear. Yeah, I used to follow that the student newspaper for USC. And yeah, a lot of the international transfers would get shot off campus. Yeah, it had, I think it was the day I was there visiting somebody. Like two kids got like robbed and like killed. You know, two international kids. So, you know, and you know, I um, I knew somebody that was close to me. Her cousin was was murdered at a at a freaking convenience store there. You know, so it's like, yeah, you know, it, it, it's it, it happens often. That's the thing, and you know, I. Last time I was at the campus, I just remember seeing like it was like security like tripled. It was security everywhere. Yeah. So, um, well, but yeah, but definitely, man. But but not you don't have to worry about that in Westwood, UCLA. You know. <laughs> that's why I want. Yeah, that's why I want to go there. I always remember that movie. Uh, tra- not traffic. What was it? Um, it was the racial movie that won like Best Picture, like 2004. It had Ludacris. Paul Haggis directed it. Why can't I not think of this? Wait, was it was it a, a football? No, it was just like a, a race movie that was very controversial. Oh, Crash. Oh, oh yeah, dude, I forgot about that movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I remember Ludacris walking down in Westwood, and you know, um, Brendan Fraser and Sandra Bullock were you know were the couple in that movie, and you know they're talking about. <laughs> Ludacris was funny, man. Like, and it's not funny. Like, it's it's true. Like, what everything he said, I think that was the best part of the movie. Like, yeah. and I always like think of Westwood in that in that scene. Like, it was just excellent. And he's right. I mean, and that that was back in two thousand four, and and nothing's really changed. You know. Yeah, I mean, I I, I hung out there. Like I said, I'm, I usually go there for like they have a lot of premieres there. Um, and I, I went there. Um. What movie was that? I think it was uh, Suburbicon. I don't know if you've ever seen that movie. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Um, who who is in that? Is that uh, Damon or Clooney? Yeah, Damon. Yeah, yeah, Matt Damon. Okay. Um, yeah, they're all the same, all the white actors. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was. You know, I, 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 I went there. You know. You know. You know. Of course, all you know. Most of the audience, you know. You know, was <laughs> white people and. <laughs> I, you know, I, I went to the theater. I remember, I remember coming out, and I I went to a little restaurant over there. They had nice little spots over there. I remember I went to the restaurant, and and you could you get that vibe, man. It's like one of those. It's like one of those like, you know, uppity dandy, you know, neighborhoods, you know, with the with the little you know rich college kids, you know, walking through, and yeah, you know, and and you know, nobody's worried about anything over there, you know, and you know, nobody was looking at me at all, man. It wasn't it wasn't I didn't get any type of you know. Um, racial attention or anything like that, but you can tell, like you said, like that area is just pure, just you know, upper class people with money, you know. And yeah, like, all right, yeah. If I, if I walked in there with a hood up, yeah, it would have been a different story. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, man, it's funny though. No, you're right though. I, always, I think about those things every time, man. I'm in those areas, like you know, I always think about the stuff you tell me, and I'm just like, man, this is what it's like to be in this area. You know, it's like, man, you really want if you want if you want the nice areas out here, man, you you gotta pay. You know, that's a, that's, that's how they separate class here you know if you don't got the money man it's just you're not gonna be there so and it's like when you do have the money i say you are a minority you have the money you know that's when i don't know if i told you a story about 
there's a city, I think it's uh, West Yaga, uh, back in Ohio, and there was a there was a black family there, and I think a black guy was walking down the street, and somebody called the police. They said, "Oh, it's identified black man walking around the neighborhood. I've never seen him before." You know, and the police get there, like, and the guy they stop the guy and they go, "Hey, what are you doing here?" He's, "Oh, I'm, I'm taking a walk. He's in my house right there." <laughs> yeah, I don't. I like I said, and I, you know, we make light of it. I make jokes, but it's. It's really terrible, you know, yeah. and even for me, like, you know, after graduating, you know, it, if you don't have the money, you know, you are separated. Um, and, it, and it, you know, it's not, obviously, it's a little easier because I'm, I'm white, which I hate, you know, but there is definitely a, a big separation with um, classes in this country and I'm not trying to get political. I'm just glad you are where you are, man, and I'm glad where I am. <laughs> Absolutely, bro. You know, I'm I'm glad to be on this podcast with you, man. I definitely have fun every time we're on here, man. Talking about oh, yeah. some, some uh, interesting things and you know getting the sports talk and you know I love it, man. So I'm I'm looking forward to the next podcast. You know, you just let me know when you're ready, and well, uh, I'll tune in. Yeah. All right. Well, um, signing off with Darren, the actor of the stars. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm Dan. Y'all have a great day. You too, man. Take care, guys. All right. Thank you for listening to another episode of Sports Talk from L.A. to Chapel Hill. If you'd like to follow us on Twitter, our handle is at SportsTalkCH. Any questions, email us at SportsTalkCH at gmail.com. 